When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Robopot Player Ratings Podcast in association with Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen, where Sunderland have won 3-0 away to Wimbledon at the lovely Plough Lane Stadium. I'm joined by Connor Bromley. How are you doing? I'm good. Much better after seeing Sunderland win 3-0 away. Uh, pretty pretty happy. Yeah, a lot better after the last five minutes anyway. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't a great game up to then. Rich Rich Spade is also joining us. How are you? I'm all right, yeah. I had a nice, nice long walk uh, at lunchtime and then straight up here for the game. So, yeah, it, it, it was uh, a bit underwhelming as a performance, but you can't really argue with 3-0, can you? Certainly not. No, I mean, like I say, it wasn't the greatest of games, but we'll, you, you've got to take wins over performances, especially at this stage of the season. So, um, yeah, really, really chuffed. Um, we'll crack on straight away with the three-word review. On Twitter, we've got James Heppel, Charles G-O-A-T Wyke, Goat Wyke even. <laughs> uh, we've got Pierre Smith, perfectly executed plan. Cameron Johnson, 11th to 5th. Robert, Charles Thomas Wyke. There's a fair few of them, like. <laughs> Paul... <laughs> SEH, thank fucking Christ. I think we can all kind of agree with that <laughs> one. Eh? Adam Guest, sought Willis's contract. Kenton Schweppes, mm. very flattering result. Michael Kyle with a Charlie White hat-trick. Um, right, so, Connor, I mean, we'll quickly crack on into Charlie White hat-trick. I mean, you never saw that coming on the 86th minute, did you? No, definitely didn't see him getting a hat-trick. I, I think that White has came in for a, a lot of criticism. I think a lot of that criticism is sort of implanted in us from how bad his first two seasons were at Sunderland. And I think we kind of, it's the same sort of thing that happens to a lot of players we signed. You know, Conor McLaughlin kind of had this as well this season, whereby he was brought in. We had a, a an opinion formed from his, his early start, which wasn't great. And the same things happened with White, but even though there's frustrations with him as a player, you know, I think as a target man, he doesn't hold up the ball brilliantly. He sometimes isn't involved very much. And you sometimes think that, he isn't as brave as he could be. His his goal return this season has been superb, and today, um, all the goals were well taken. The first one was just being in the right place, positional. Mm-hmm. It's what you want from your striker. The second one was a beautiful finish. A finish, you know that that's a something I didn't think he would have had in his locker. That kind of finish, and then the third goal was you know a well timed run in behind and a and a sort of dink over the top of the keeper. So three different types of goals, not goals you'd associate really with him and. You can't do anything but but praise him and praise him all season. It's been a hard year, you know, for Sunderland with Phil Parkinson in charge, but he's flourished and he's continuing to flourish now under Lee Johnson. Do you think it'd be better, Rich, that he kind of played with O'Brien with him today? Do you think that mm. brought, kind of brings the, the best out of Charlie? Because 
yeah, we all we all know that he's got his you know he's got his misgivings. He's not a fantastic footballer, but he has been this season lethal in the box. So that kind of makes it yeah. a little bit better, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously O'Brien's a better technician. He's a better footballer all round. Um, but I think Wyke, yeah, he needs somebody else up there with him. Um, and he seems to have benefited from that. He probably benefits from the the opposition having somebody else to look after, like at set pieces or when the ball's coming at the box like it did for the first goal. Um, you know, he he can get free. The the defenders have got another body that they have to, to deal with. Um, and he seems to be benefiting from it. I mean, that second half performance, we'll go into player ratings and that, but the second half performance, up until he scored his, his second goal, I'd lit- literally written who on my notes <laughs> next to Charlie Wyke's name. Because he, he what. He hadn't touched the ball. I think in the in the second half he touched the ball like four times. I think and scored two goals. So you can't you can't complain in terms of him doing his job. Absolutely fantastic. And you know he divides opinion. You know there's been a big debate going on. I'm sure amongst all groups of Sunderland fans today about his relative merit. But you, you can't argue with with a hat trick. And you got to give him you got to give him credit where credit's due. Do you remember the debate that was always happening a couple of years ago with Josh Madger? Like, oh, all Josh Madger does was score goals. That was always like everything on Twitter. <laughs> I'd be happy for Charlie White. All all he does is just put the ball in the back of the net because he's proven it now. Like that's eleven goals in the league this season. It's it's a really good return. It'll put him in like you would say about the top seven or eight in in League One. That's all you want from him, really. Um, I mean, we'll go into his first goal. Kind of um, a nice little goal, actually. Nice play by Elliot Embleton to play the ball through to Aidan O'Brien. Good ball across and White bundles it in. It's a good start for Sunderland. Yeah, and I think you kind of saw the benefit there of having Elliot Embleton playing. He's been a player that I've kind of championed for the last couple of years. Last year, unfortunate with a hamstring injury, which pretty much ruled him out for the season. Um, Came back this year, though. He's had a bit of a slow start, it's fair to say, but I think you know he played 58 minutes, but I thought he was Sunderland's best player. Um, And then 58 minutes, I was surprised when he came off. And the quality for that goal where he controlled it really well in tight corners and then he managed mm. to play the ball through to Aidan O'Brien and Aidan O'Brien with a you know decent assist, good wherewithal to find his strike partner. I think you'll see with Charlie White as well, one of the things he's benefiting from, we touched on it before, but it's more players in the box. Very difficult for a striker to be open if there's two centre-halves who can watch him and, and, mm. and mark him the whole time. So he's benefiting greatly from that and... You know, that goal kind of came through us creating chaos in the Wimbledon area, you know, putting men forward. And at this level, um, I think chaos is a great way of scoring. You know, you don't have to be brilliant, scintillating football. It just needs to be, you know, putting the defence under pressure. Yeah. Richard, you end up there. We've got something to add. Yeah. The thing, the thing about that, that goal, um, I know Johnson was talking the other day about the fact that we score a lot of goals or we create a lot of our chances down the wings. And he wanted to see us playing through through the middle of the pitch more and creating chances that way um and and that ball you know that that goal was was you know not down the wing it was through the middle of the 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 box and i think that was um you know something that's probably come from the from the um the the training pitch that that move started from a free kick from from scowan playing it to Ledbitter and playing it forward to to embleton to get on on the edge of the box and and get be in that tight corner and play the ball over the top that looked like it you, you might say it's a bit of chaos but it looked like something that had been practised in terms of how to get the ball at the edge of the box and, and create space in, beha- in behind. Um, so it, it was impressive. I was quite impressed with that. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, it was a, it was a good start, but we didn't really build on it, did we, in, in, in the first half? We, we let 
Wimbledon got back into the game. You know, they had a couple of shots that were, you know, routine saves for Burge. But I was really surprised, kind of, that we didn't really push on at all. We, we, we kind of just sat back, didn't we? And it wasn't really, a, it didn't make for a great first half and a great game, really. No, I mean, we, we scored the goal and then for 80 minutes, we, it was, it was, reminded me very much of a Phil Parkinson performance. It was, yeah. you know, there's plenty of effort in there and plenty of running about, but no real quality, no, I wouldn't say desire, but it just felt as though we were kind of going through the motions. I think Danny Collins pointed that out in commentary as well. He said that it felt like we were going through the motions. But the one difference, um, just if we're going to draw back on the Phil Parkinson for a second, is is I don't think Phil Parkinson would have made um, as positive substitutions. You know, Maguire came on, Diamond came on, Winchester came on as well. But I think under Parkinson, we probably would have seen Sanderson come on and maybe look on nine, you know, more defensive players and... I felt that them positive changes, you know, they're, they're what got with the goal. Um, Maguire came on for O'Brien and, you know, I think even Diamond coming on just caused, you know, as I said before, chaos for Wimbledon defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, So I, I think the substitutions were, were certainly the ones towards the end of the game were good and that's what kind of turned the game for us because you're right, there was not much particularly happening. That game could have easily finished 1-0, 1-1 or 1-0 mm-hmm. to Wimbledon. It, it was... It was a nothing game until we got them two goals at the end. Yeah, I mean, they, they were trying to kind of create stuff with them. I mean, they're not the greatest of football inside. I think Pickett's a good player for them, actually. And um, mm-hmm. But I thought our defence today was a lot, a lot better. You know, Bailey Wright with Jordan Willis. I mean, Rich, for me, that's the partnership to go forward. I know Sanderson's been very unlucky to be dropped today, but for me, that's the partnership. It's strength. It's You've got Willis, who's the footballer out the two. Bailey Wright can just mm-hmm. control everything at the back. For me, that's the best two. Do, do you agree? Absolutely. I mean, they're the experienced footballers, you know, both being club captains at the previous clubs and they look really, really comfortable today. They look completely untroubled for, for most of the game. I know they got a couple of shots from outside the box off, but to be frank, you know, they, they were dominant in the air. They made tackles when they needed to. And like you say, um, Willis looks really comfortable bringing the ball out of defence yeah. as ever. Um you know, it's one of the nicest sights in the, this current Sutherland squad when when Willis has got the ball at his feet and, he, and he's bringing the ball out because yeah. it's putting us on the front on the front foot. Um, uh, the rest of the defence as well, I thought, was reasonably solid at the back. Um, you know, we'll go into play ratings. I thought Power was probably uh, much better going forward than McFadden, who was very wasteful. But mm. um, but overall, they didn't really trouble us. Um, it just got really scrappy for the, that middle section of the game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so on to the 86th minute now, because, I mean, nothing happened up until then, literally. Nah. <laughs> um, nah. We we get a corner and Grant Ledbetter puts... I mean, it's not the greatest of corners from Grant, to be honest, but it's a really, really good run across the box from uh, Charlie Wyke and a, a lovely little half-volley into the, into the corner of the net. And that's game over from then, Rich. I mean, great finish. Yeah, it was, it, it was really nice. He hit it crisply. Um, he seemed to place it almost, mm. almost a side-footed volley, um, and a good bit of movement that created that. I don't know. I don't know whether it was a a, a corner routine that they'd practiced. Um, it did look like a bit of a scuffed corner, but um, the space was there at the front post. And again, Johnson's talked about you know movement across the front, front post when the ball's coming in, and and Wake over over the last few weeks has done that, and that's where he's been picking up his goals a lot of the time. And and so it was nice to see. You know, yeah. he, he didn't he didn't panic, he didn't blaze it. He, he his technique was nice, and again, his technique is not always the greatest. And so it was a, it was a nice a nice surprise. Yeah, and he finished it off lovely, Connor, with um, a great goal at the end. A nice ball through from Josh Scowen uh, and a little dink over the goalkeeper, as what we've mentioned. I mean, that's just confidence, isn't it? Straight away. 
yeah, how often have I, over the last two and a bit years, seen Charlie White getting behind a defender and finish? Uh, I, I can't, literally can't think of an example. I can think of a few he's missed, but I can't think of many that he's put away. Ooh. I think it was one against Bristol Rovers yeah, at that's home. That, I was in just February. about to say that when he rounded the keeper, but even then he looked like he was going to yeah. fall over, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. But I think, you know, we haven't really touched on the formation, but I think that formation we played today was interesting because it was essentially, to me, it felt like he kind of put the, the team into like sections. It was, you know, four mm. at the back, but the two centre backs stayed, the two full backs could push forward, and they were quite fluid in the sense that Max Power would come a little bit more inside. And they were both had, you know, full room to go forward. And then you've got the two holding midfielders, but then the two attacking midfielders constantly changing position. You couldn't say whether where they were playing, you know, in terms of a defender, though that must be difficult if you're a fullback, not knowing if you're coming against Embleton and McGeady. And then the two strikers up front, you know, I mentioned causing chaos for Wimbledon, but I think, you know, when we were getting forward, that whole front four just just did that because they were all interchangeable. And I think that's an interesting formation for something going forward because we haven't really seen that. We've been very wing-based and to be honest we play complex systems the 3-5-2 or the 3-4-3 or whatever you want to call it it is a complex system you've got Mm -hmm. wing backs who have to do two jobs you've got extra midfielders in the middle which I think was causing problems for us because they didn't know which ones were going which ones were staying I don't think there was that synergy in there and I think to play three at the back you have to have the right players to do it I don't think we've ever really had that um I think we have to have a fully fit squad and have Mm -hmm. Willis really on his game to, to fill that right side with Luke 9 And it, it's difficult to play. I think when it works, it's good, but it, consistently three at the back's difficult at this level. So I think today, I think Lee Johnson's probably stumbled upon what's going to be his formation going forward, certainly away from home, because I think it's very difficult to deal with going forward. And I think we've got the capabilities defensively to have four players kind of just in attacking positions. So I thought the, the formation today was interesting. I thought when I saw it, I was like, hmm, you know, I thought he was going to have O'Brien on the wing and maybe Embleton in the middle, uh, mm-hmm. playing sort of a four-five-one or a four-three-three. But the four-two-two-two was, um, I think, it was a masterstroke, and I think it's a, a formation I would like to see us play more. Yeah, I mean, it, it proved me wrong massively, to be honest, because I'd, I'd put in a text with my family like I wasn't a fan of the formation. To be honest, I wasn't a fan of like it was just mostly with Jack Diamond not getting the games. So I thought it was very harsh, but you know, lo and behold, we've we've won three 0 So what do I know? <laughs> But yeah, what what you've said there is interesting, Conan. I'll, I'll ask you, Liz Rich, do you think that's long-term our formation now with the, the two up front and the, the two holders in midfield? Uh, it it could well be. Um, I think having the defensive four gives us a lot more options in terms of how we can play going forward and, and uh, you know, the positions of, of the forward players can be a bit more fluid. Um, like you say, Conor, because because of the, the full-backs not necessarily having to do two jobs in that formation and I also one thing I noted from today's performance um you know there, there wasn't much to write home about in terms of the the attacking play for a good chunk of the game but McGeady O'Brien um Diamond when he came on as well all worked hard getting back you know the the they all put a shift in I think there was there was one occasion when we were at 1-0 when Aidan O'Brien made an interception on the edge of our own box when they were breaking and and you know that that interception, his bit of positioning and his work to get back might have well actually, you know, give us that result. Um, it's in these small margins, these these moments when when games are won and lost, and and it 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 obviously gave them the freedom to 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 work back as well as 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 be fluid when when we were attacking. We did look attacking when we broke in that last ten minutes. 
you know, we, we did look dangerous. Obviously, you, you're going to, but we had the players on the pitch, like mm-hmm. Connor said, made positive substitutions that you can finish your game off and you don't end up losing it in the last, you know, two minutes in injury time through a through a mistake. They hit the post in injury time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, in previous era, in, in the Parkinson era, that could have gone in off the post and we would have draw, drawn a game 1-1 that we'd been... Dominant. I mean, we weren't troubled. That's the one thing that I take away from that performance. Very comfortable. It wasn't spectacular, despite the scoreline, but very comfortable. Yeah, yeah, agreed with that. So we'll uh, we'll rattle on at the player ratings. Um, I'll start, as I usually do, with Lee Birch. Um, thought he did very well in what he had to do, again, which wasn't much, but um, you know, made a couple of relatively easy enough saves for him in the first half. But then in the second half, very, very brave to, to come out to um, a lad who was gone around and took another whack onto his knee um, I thought it was excellent goalkeeping to be honest so I've given him a 7 plus he looks hard as nails now with that black eye absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll go on to Max Power uh, Rich and uh, right back looks comfortable again yeah really comfortable I mean he's better first half than second half I think he, he was more involved um, I've given him a 7 I thought he, he looks really good there actually and, and his quality of ball into the box is a step up from having you know a uh, 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 um, Conum Glocklin. Yeah, it is a lot better than Conum Glocklin. Yeah, 100% agree with you. That's a lot better delivery. Um, right, so left back, Callum McFadgian, Connor. I didn't think he had a, a, a great afternoon. Uh, didn't, no. He didn't particularly do much wrong, but, you know, wasteful going forward. Felt that he, he didn't particularly link up well um, with the other forward players. I've given him a, a six, which might be a little bit too kind, but it's a clean sheet at the end of the day, and he's part of that. Yeah. That, unit so I don't want to mark him too harshly so a six yeah steady of steady sixes <laughs> I'll go for uh, Bailey Wright I've given Bailey Wright a seven uh, I thought he marshaled our defence very well made a couple of very good interceptions N- never really let Piggott get away from him or get on the wrong side of him as what he's been doing in the last few games with other players but yeah welcome return to form for him and we'll go to Jordan Willis Rich uh, I well you know really comfortable like I said before and very similar to Wright in terms of his performance I've given him a seven Mm-hmm. Spot on. Um, right, Grant Ledbetter, Connor. I've given him a, a six, but it's possibly harsh because I felt we actually did do well in that midfield battle today. Uh, I think we, we generally controlled the ball. So it was more, well, I got an assist as well, didn't he? Maybe I should mark him up to a seven. No, I'll give him a seven. I'll give him a seven for the yeah. assist. Good, I'll give him a seven, so that's good. Yeah, I thought it was thought it was really good today. Um, oh no, I'm going to mark down for Josh Scone. Uh, despite his assist at the end of the game, I just saw... I just thought he was poor. I think he wastes the ball a lot. Um, and I just don't see what he gives us in that midfield, what Elliot Hamilton doesn't. So long-term, I'm possibly thinking it's going to be Elliot instead of Josh Scone, to be honest. But, you know, yeah, good assist, but he just doesn't do enough for me. Um, speaking of Elliot Hamilton, Rich, you can have him. Well, um, you know, he, he came off quite early in the game. Mm. Um, but so so his, his second half, Mark, I haven't... I, I don't think it's really fair. He's only on the pitch for 12 minutes. I've, I've given him a seven. I thought he, he looked really good in the first half. Um, I'm not quite sure why he was the one chosen to come off. Um, but um, yeah, I've, I've given him a seven. I thought he was uh, he did well for the first goal um, and some good combination play overall going forward. Spot on. Um, Aidan McGeady is next with Connor. Oh, one of my favourites. Um, <laughs> I, d- I didn't think McGeady <laughs> necessarily had a, a bad game today. I didn't think particularly did... I- wasn't that he didn't do much, it just I didn't have many things written down for him. So I, I thought he was a steady enough uh but I gave him a six. A six, yeah, I pretty much agreed. Uh oh no, I'm gonna I've got Aiden O'Brien, I'm gonna have to mark down again. Um 
Yeah, well, where do I start with him, actually? I mean, his assist for the first goal, very good. And then I thought he was going to kick on from there, but he didn't. Um, his passing today, I thought, was absolutely atrocious. I think it summed it up in, I think it was the 70-odd 70, 70 minute he got the ball off Ledbetter and just cleared it out for a throw-in. I think he was looking for to release McGeady, but it was mm. absolutely dreadful. Um, and he was, to be honest, rightly brought off for Chris Maguire, so I've gone as low as a four, I'm afraid. Uh, <sighs> That's harsh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know if you disagree or not. Has anyone got any higher than that? Then I give him a six. Really? Because yeah. I thought actually in the first half he was in the first half. I give him a seven. I thought he was really good. Oh. I thought he was one of, one of our better players. I think if if you've got a striker who gets an assist, kind of, you can't be a four for me. If you if you get an assist, you don't do much wrong. I give him a I've six. Give, I've given him midfielder who got an assist of five though. So <laughs> speakers and are fine. Eh? Not for stats. He's not interested in statistics. <laughs> Just the eye test. Just the eye test. <laughs> Just if you look Is it because he's bald? Is that why? No, not at all. Max Power's bald. I gave him a seven. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just thought, I honestly thought he was poor. And I thought after Tuesday, um, when I thought he was very good, to be honest, I thought he would kick on and I, I don't think he has. I would I would be tempted if Gooch was fit for Tuesday to put Gooch in ahead of him, play Gooch with Wyke. Because then you've got Gooch, you know, who can do a little bit more than what uh, O'Brien can do. We can free up, um, free up a few players and, and things like that. You know, for me, he would be the one I would bring out of that team. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's um, it's opinions, isn't it? It's football. It's all about opinions. Um, right. Rich, you get Charlie Wyke. So we'll all have a little. We'll all have our mark on Charlie Wyke, considering he's got a hat, Rick. So you can go first. I, well, I give, him, I give him an eight. I think that might be being a bit harsh. I think when you go missing for 70 minutes of a football match, which he did after he scored the first, his first goal and then before he scored his second, then you can't you can't be on the the nines and tens as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but what he had to do, he did really really well, and he scored a hat trick. So maybe I am being harsh. Maybe uh-huh. it's an eight point five, but I'm gonna stick with my eight. Quickly before I go to Connor, I've just been flagged up here for giving O'Brien a phone. He's got an assist. Richards gave a player who scored three goals at eight. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the difference? <laughs> anyway, Connor, Connor, what do you reckon then for for White? What's what's your man? So I, I gave him a, a full on ten. Me, I was you know if oh. if, a, if a if a guy a striker scores a hat trick in a game, I, I don't know how you. you irrelevant of what he does off the ball because the off the ball stuff is irrelevant if you score a hat because if you score a hat you're pretty much guaranteed to have won the game so it was a 10 for me all of his goals were well taken um positionally for them all good so i i just can't knock it it's not like it was three goals that you know one hit off his arse uh one you know was a handball that he put in and the other one was you know accidental deflection you know there were three well taken goals so i, I it was a 10 for me yeah, I've got him. I've got him as a ten as well. So uh, oh. yeah, I mean, this is gonna like proper infuriate bomber, isn't it? Bomber's gonna be like ripping his hair out. I just like I say, <laughs> well, it's... bomber would have gone for a three. <laughs> I think he did say that in the chat. I mean, it doesn't matter that he scored a hat trick. You've just got to look at though. You know, he's won us the game. He's he has scored two two of them three goals. Are fantastic finishes. You know, even for you know, even for Charlie White, for if any football you see there. That's it's great. It's great finish. The second one, especially, I thought was a fantastic goal. And you know, fair credit to him because yeah, he's been much maligned this season. But today, he's won us the game. So yeah, he's got a perfect ten for Ant. Well, I'm, so. ha- I'm happy. To, I'm happy to uh, defer to the majority. Yeah, I'm a Democrat. <laughs> not gonna, I'm not going to ask for a recount or um, you know, someone to find me uh, a few more votes for my side. <laughs> we'll we'll go into the subs. Um, we'll all have a sub each. I'll have um, Carl Winchester, which was his debut today. 
Um, yes, yeah, I don't think he did much when he came on, you know, passed the ball about nicely. You know, I'd like to see a bit more of him, but, you know, just a steady six. Rich, you can have Jack Diamond. Um, I thought he came on, he was defensively, he was quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, take the fact that he hit the post as well. He was really good in stretching the game. Um, I think, you know, the the impact he had on the game, I've given him a, a, a seven and a half. Yeah, spot on. And um, Connor, you can have Chris Maguire. Only on for 10 minutes, but I thought he did did well when he came on. Yeah, but also just on Jack Diamond. Seven and a half for Jack Diamond, but only 0.5 more for a hat rick either. <laughs> Interesting. It, it, he packed more, he packed more into his, okay. what, 18, 19 minutes no, on the pitch you, than Charlie White did in the, in the 70 minutes in between his goals. Do you know what I would say on Jack Diamond, just before I move on to Chris Maguire, is yeah. his run for the third goal probably is why we get the third goal, because... Yeah. Everyone, including me, I'm going past a diamond that was the obvious ball. And um, so I think he was pretty integral to that. Um, in terms of Maguire, I mean, he was on for, what, nine minutes. Uh, mm. So I had nothing written down for him. I thought he was going to be an NA, to be honest. So and you've thrown mm. us on the spot there by making us give him a rating. Thus, I will give him a five because that's a default position. Give him a five. I'm, I'm not give a... him a line. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> really up for any of us when he's had 10 minutes, though. Like, you know, if it had been two or three, fair enough. But 10 minutes is enough to, you know, change the game. You know, Charlie White scored two in four minutes. He did you know? score two goals while Maguire was on the pitch. Yeah, and Maguire would have technically been playing where O'Brien was. So maybe maybe it's a bit harsh to give him an NA, but there mm. we go. We'll have a five then, eh? We'll say a five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, we'll go on to a man of the match. Now, I really don't think there'll be any, anyone disagreeing with this, but Rich, we'll start with you. Well, he's going to go with Jack Diamond now because that's seven <laughs> and a half. He's, just, he's number two on the, the, the ratings list right here. <laughs> no, um, he's, he's certainly Charlie Wyke. Well done, lad. Yeah. Connor, Wyke? Yeah, <laughs> Charlie Wyke. To be honest, at half time, I was thinking it was going to be Embleton's man of the match. Uh, he was the guy I had down, but... Charlie White, yeah, gets it in the end. Yeah, I've gone, surprisingly, for Charlie White, um, but with a very credible mention to Jordan Willis-Stiff, I thought that was his best game he's had all season for us, and finally looks fit, which for us moving mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. is um, a great, great plus. So we'll finish off with Rate the Manager. Uh, always an interesting <laughs> always an interesting article we do. So, Rich, we'll start with you with Rate the Manager. Ah, I think you've got to give him at least 7.5 um, out of 10, if not 8, I think... Um, you know, offensive substitutions, an interesting formation, rotating players. Um, yeah, he did. He's he's done well, but um, I think our all-round performance needs to improve. But I think that'll come with time and more time on the training pitch. Yep. So have you gone seven and a half or eight? I'm putting you on the spot. Eight. Yes. Spot on. Right, Connor. Uh, yeah, I'd give him an eight as well. I think mm-hmm. he he took. I would say it was a risk with the formation today. You know, it's not a formation we really played. It worked. Um, while I think the performances weren't great. I think he set us up and gave us the best chance to win. And that's all a manager can do. And he gave us the best chance to win with these substitutions as well. Always positive subs, which I, I like after watching uh, Jack Ross and Phil Parkinson over the last couple of years who did not enjoy a positive substitution. So yeah, I thought, <laughs> you know, the thing with Lee Johnson that I really like is is that he, he wants to win football matches. You know, you'll never ever, I think, approach a game and go, oh, I'd, love, I'd take a draw today. You know, I don't think he's going to be that kind of manager in, I, I would rather win 10 games and lose 10 games than win 10, well, win five, draw five, yeah. lose 10, or win five, draw eight, whatever. You, you'd far rather pick up the win. So, um, yeah, I give him an eight. Yeah, I've given him an eight as well. Uh, based, uh, mostly based on the substitutions, as what you pointed out. I mean, like, you know, 
we'll go back we'll go back to Phil Parkinson. He would never have brought Jack Diamond on, would he? And that he never did anyway, did he? He was always on the bench <laughs> and he was never brought on. And and Jack Diamond's a good footballer and you know it it did kind of, you know, change the game, the the way the way he kind of played. So credit to him. And um fingers crossed, you know, this is the start of a, a really good week for us. We've got, you know, Plymouth on Tuesday and Shrewsbury on Saturday, I believe. Two massive games both at home, aren't they? So, you know, we should be mm. looking for another six points there. So a really steady eight, and yeah, we'll uh, leave it at that, lads. Shuffed a bit for a change on this podcast, so <laughs> Rich, yeah. um, thank you very much for joining us. No worries. Cheers, Connor, and uh, enjoy your YouTube video making after this. I'm sure it'll be pleasant. <laughs> I might actually leave it for Sunday, just um, just so I'm not doing back to back. Too much excitement in one day, is it? <laughs> too much, too much fatigue. Talk about yeah. Sunday. <laughs> Fair play, yeah, and uh, thank you very much, everybody. We will uh, see you all down the line. Cheers and take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.